The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Hello, everybody. Good morning, Lynn. Good morning, Laurie. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Yeah? Just hanging in there. How was your Easter? Easter. Did you go to NYC? No. Yes. Oh, you did? Okay. Okay. Yes, we did. Um, Actually, it was quite lovely. I've been to the apartment before. This is my stepson and his wife. And they have a beautiful apartment with a a terrace that winds all the way around the entire apartment it's the only one in the building that has that and they just scored big time when they got that but um as they said in new york when you've got a washer and dryer in your apartment yeah. and a terrace and a dishwasher uh-huh and a terrace and there was some there's a third thing too but i forget what that was um the bathroom separate from the bedroom or whatever it was um they score big uh-huh. and so they they absolutely love where they live because it's very close to everything. They're in in the Wall Street area. Uh-huh. So they have the seaport right down the street. They have all, it's just a lot of fun. It's a great place. And we were fortunate that we actually got a parking space on the street. Oh, man. That was unusual. Wow. But uh, in addition to that, uh, my stepdaughter-in-law's family came over as well. And so her mother, father, sister, and brother were there. And we really, there were eight of us for dinner. They put a big folding table in the center of their living room. Mm -hmm. And we were originally going to go outside on the terrace, but it was just too cold to do that. So uh, we all sat there and had a wonderful time. And the thing that was interesting about it is Jesse's father is Jewish. Her mother was raised Roman Catholic. And she was telling us her mother was that she for years has done everything that she needs to do to celebrate both traditions so she would prepare the seder meals Uh and she would do all the other stuff and what was so weird about it was this was the first time not first time but long time before both passover and easter were on the same Same time yeah and so they didn't have a full Passover dinner because the kids weren't there. But uh, the funny part was her father kept saying every time we'd pass something around, he'd say, he'd take a piece off and say, this is for Elijah. We'll put this over here for okay. his face. <laughs> now, was Jesse raised Jewish or Catholic? No, Catholic. Uh, more Catholic, I think. Because okay. um, she didn't was. convert. The mother no. didn't convert. Okay. No. So it was. it's interesting, though, to, to watch that the two of them you know the the jewish and the uh, uh-huh. roman catholic traditions together it yeah. was really very interesting so they cooked the ham and it was why who did um jesse okay. and jesse and tyler my stepson his um her brother and sister four of them were in and out of this little kitchen that you know is typical new york city uh-huh. kitchen if you're if you turn around you're 
you know, you're not enough room to change your mind. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> but somehow or other, they did it all, and the food was really, really good. I was just very impressed. And then her mother brought something over from a bakery that they love in Long Island, where they live. Long Island. Long Island. Uh -huh. And um, it was what they called a deconstructed cannoli. I know so, you dip it in, but di yeah, you know who has that? No, Wegmans. Who? Oh, yeah. No. I just said to her, keep that away from yes. me. Yes, that is addictive. Mm -hmm. That stuff my sister was had so that at good. at her house a couple weeks ago, and I thought, and it was the cannoli outside, like it like looked like, looked like taco chips. chips or whatever, yeah. and then the cannoli dip, and then um, uh, what do you chocolate chips? On the in, in a oh, little bowl. Had them in no, this was separate in case she didn't want it. But that's neat. Wow. Uh -huh. And then they also brought a cheesecake from the same bakery in Long Island, and loved that. And then an apple crumb pie, and that was just so much food. Everybody left that table feeling like we're going to explode. But we got there about one o'clock, and um, it was a nice day. It, 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 that's a day that started off with uh, snow, showers, sleet, freezing rain, all that junk on uh -huh. Sunday morning. And by the time we got to the Poconos, it was gone and started sun coming out and the day was nice. Good. So we, we drove back. You just back. went for the day? Yes. Yeah. Drove back that evening. And, um, and it really was, was wonderful. We had a good time. And I say that because we really didn't have much of an opportunity to get to know them um, until the wedding which was the first time we ever met them and so even at that event you don't, you can't really no, talk because to anybody. you're talking to so many i so, just have one question yeah was pad on his best behavior yes when okay. he was when he was there okay when he was there at the apartment all right driving in and out whoa yeah bold Bold is bolder than bold. He's yeah, bold anyway. But you know, what are you going to do? It was what it was. I and thought when you meant when he was there, like he took off a couple times from the apartment. No, 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 no. no I, okay. What, when you say was he on his best behavior, I was concerned that the filters. Yeah, that, that's know, what I mean. Gone. Of course, that's the only yes. thing I mean. Um, and no, there was really. But actually, what we realized is they were baiting him too to go on because oh, yeah. Pat, that's what Tyler does. Yes, Tyler yeah. and Jess. Mm -hmm. Oh, Jess knew, does oh, too. Sure, okay. They knew what She's going the best. On. So I they'd say they'd start with something and say, and what's the answer? And then he would come out with an every you know, this see. is a new audience. Yeah, of them, course. You know. Hello. So they kind of got the gist of it. Uh, you know, okay. uh, Did you uh, tell him about his books? Yeah. So they knew. Okay, thank God. <laughs> they knew. Which they knew anyway. I'm sure Jess told them. But yeah. I oh, think boy. Tyler has one there at, at in the apartment. Uh, well, Tyler. <laughs> So cute. And then, of course, we had the pleasure on Thursday evening at Russell's. Yes, Or as did. I was telling someone the other day, I, we, we, where'd you go? I said, we went to Roussel's. They said, oh, oh where's that? Why? I said, now you're giving a spin on that. <laughs> spin sucker. on that name. Uh -huh. um, so we had fun. That was a nice packed evening up there for Russ. It was. It was. And my boy was home, my Sean boy. Yes. And he's out nice. visiting a bunch of his colleges, the next couple are uh, law schools to make his final decision. Um, <clears throat> so he's he's visiting Yale, he's visiting Harvard, he's visiting Stanford and Chicago wow. in the next couple weeks. Now, how's he? He's also got a job, doesn't he? Yeah, but he has vacation time. So oh, he took some okay. of this time to, to okay. make all these runs. And I think he'll be in a day and then gone again, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, but he has to do it because he has to decide by M. May 1. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. He's got some travel. Yeah, and it. some thinking. Is he going to do all the schools? Not all of them. Not all of them, because he, he knows Duke, so he, he didn't go there. He doesn't yeah. have to go to Georgetown. He doesn't have to go to Penn, because he went there. Right. Um, he went to Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, He's and, and he loved the schools. He said it's beautiful there, but it's so cold. But it's beautiful. Ann Arbor is a beautiful town. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then the other ones he's doing now because he he got into nine, so he's seeing five or six of them. Okay. So we'll see. And they pay you to go to see it. Yeah. They're paying him his flight or whatever. So and he'll stay with friends. He's going to see Tommy when he goes out to Stanford. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. By the way, I have to tell. Uh, Sean, and we're saying it now on the air, uh, that I couldn't remember the name of the law firm in Philadelphia. You told him. I did? Yeah, you told him okay. that day. What's okay, it? Right. Say it again. It's Drinker Biddle. Yeah, he's, you said that because remember he said that they did a fundraise, that firm did a big fundraiser for Katie McGinty when he worked yeah. because one of the principals yeah. in the San Francisco office was her college roommate. Right. And so they did, in Philly, they did a, a, a big fundraiser for her when she was running, when Sean was working for her. Okay. I didn't Yeah, because we talked about that. if I... You didn't know, but then I think you texted it. Yeah. Texted, him. You texted um, Tim to find yes. out. Yeah. Because so they are what, he's going to work for them? Yeah, you're he's great, doing an internship this summer. Nephew. Okay. Yes, and then he finished his law school next year, and then... He's assuming Jesus. he'll be offered a position there. Well, let's hope that's the beauty of yes, those internships. I know. So, so yeah, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. I'm very excited for him. So um, that was a, a break with tradition in my case because we've always You're usually in Philly. done the holidays with my sister. And how and did she fare? She, it was interesting because she told me that um, serendipitously, I guess, um, Mara and her beau... Um, Kevin came in on Saturday of that weekend because he was purchasing a new car from one of the dealerships in Philadelphia that they've dealt with forever. And so I guess it was a deal he couldn't pass up. So they showed up on Saturday and she then decided she was going to cook an entire Easter meal because everybody was there. So she did. And then on Sunday they went to church and then they went to a brunch somewhere in Philadelphia, I forget where she said Mount Airy. So that's what they did and chilled out. So they didn't actually celebrate Easter meals on Easter, but she did the whole thing the night before. Well, I have to tell you for the first time ever, ever, because I, I mean, never have I gone before. I'm 50, just newly minted 57 years old, mm-hmm. and I have never gone to the vigil mass the easter vigil mass which is the saturday night before easter the night before yeah because they're long it's a two hour plus yeah so uh, went. service but i decided that i was going to go because i just did not want to go i just didn't feel like running up getting out early and there's no masses and there's only morning masses on easter they're the evening mass, which I tend to go to on Saturday or Sunday night, or 4 o'clock on Saturday or 5 on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Neither of those were happening this weekend. So I thought, I'll, I'm just going to give this a shot. Well, I, got, I did go late because we were out to dinner first, and I did go a little bit later. But as a result, I still got one hour and um, 45 minutes being late in the mass. 
it was at the cathedral, of course, which is where I belong, and I love that church, and the music and the horns, and Jack Martin is plays his trumpet. Um, he's always there. He and another guy were on trumpet, and then there was trombone, and just it, the music was so beautiful. It was it was long, but it was there was something so peaceful about about it. Um, and as and in tra- as tradition would have it, they also had three young ladies who were were being baptized, commun- first holy communion, and confirmed during the mass so that took a little time mm-hmm. and the bishop did that and it was it was just it was a beautiful service I, one that i i'm just happy i went because i think i'll do it from here on out because mm-hmm. there was there was some there was very peaceful and it's not until eight o'clock so it was really nice we got out of there at ten thirty. wow when yeah. you say we who are you with we meaning the congregation oh, got out it was um, i went by myself Oh, you did. Because Sean went the next morning with my mom. He took my mother, and they went to 1215 at the cathedral. And I, Sean was out doing things, so I went by myself, and I loved it. That's the one thing that I miss this Easter, that we were driving to New York and back on Easter Sunday. That you didn't get to That I didn't get into a church. Service, yeah. Because I absolutely, I love all the lilies that are all over the place. Yeah. This is, I don't know if it's the same as yeah, there's lilies. the Protestant church, but the lilies are everywhere uh-huh. and they're always in memory of people, uh-huh. you know, and it's just, it's just nice to, to have that opportunity and the hyacinths and all the wonderful flowers. I just, I just love it. I think well, it's, it's a sure sign of spring. Let's put it yeah. that way. That always, it always <clears throat> works. That, well, I uh, brought two lilies with me to New York and gave one to Jessica and one to her mom. And her mom gave me some of the most beautiful orchids I've ever seen. Love orchids. Incredible. Mm-hmm. The, color. the The height. The, so how are they doing? They're doing fine as Good. long as I can keep Calvin away from them. Oh, t- it's fine. <laughs> He's after them? He's after anything. Oh, my God. Anything that has dirt in it, he loves it. And he digs in it? Well, <laughs> that's going to die if he doesn't. He I better know. stay away. He's in the. It's in the back bedroom. I don't let Bold. him Bold. Yes. And you've got a lot of, of bold him. boys in your house, I don't do. you? I have a picture of him as a little kitten sitting in one of the big pots and because did. he's so happy. Oh, there. my God. Man, that Calvin. All right, well, we are going to take a quick break this morning. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show, and we'll be right back. Here's Laurie and Lynn. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And I am Lynn Evans. I am the managing director of a company called Women of Substance LLC, which is designed to help baby boomer women with their special financial needs. I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, it's available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And? And one of my most recent guests who has not yet, her podcast hasn't been published, but I recorded this last week, is a woman named Barbara Hannah Grufferman, who um, I was absolutely delighted to talk to this woman. She is just a bundle of energy. And I happen to open... Um, the AARP magazine for this month, and there's a whole article in there about her. 
Is that the one with Melissa McCarthy on the outside no. of it? No. Um, no, it's with um, uh, Roseanne and John. Oh, okay. For that, the show. Okay. But this one... Which we're not talking about. No. Um, the book is called... Her book is called Love Your Age. And I, I just... I thought it was just such... Um, That's the name of her book? Yeah, book? her book. Did you talk called, about that on the podcast? Yes, and so what does it mean? It just means that she is someone who, when she was in her mid-50s, decided that instead of just vegetating and, and doing nothing, she started taking on a whole new approach to life and intentionally living her life a certain way. And one of the things that she did is that she started uh, running and decided she was going to get into marathons. And this is a woman who is, as she said, healthier and fitter at 60 plus than she ever was. Which I think is great because most people do just the opposite. Yeah, they start, they, they do, go down the yeah, other downhill side. Right, and they right, just right. kind of give up. And she just has really great advice that's not, it's not all health related. But here's some of the... Uh, the hints that she gave in this article and we talked about some of the same stuff as well i think her uh podcast is scheduled to be out the end of may now is hannah her middle name or her maiden name i believe it's her middle name okay but she said um several years ago i stood on first avenue in manhattan with my two daughters and my husband a few friends and neighbors and a lot of strangers it was a glorious fall day we were watching packs of runners go by caught up in the excitement of the new york city marathon yet despite the beauty of the day all i could think about was how far i felt from the determined athletes passing just a few feet away facing 50 and not exactly loving this new age i was feeling sluggish low energy and anything but strong and ambitious i didn't like how my clothes fit or how my hair and skin looked having packed on a few new menopausal pounds didn't help and though neither did the fact that i wasn't doing anything about them on that day i vowed to make some changes i couldn't have imagined it at the time but adopting the habit of running three times a week rain or shine all year long became the foundation of a whole new life my one new habit led to others and these days at age 61, I feel fantastic. I'm living proof that the little steps we take each day don't stand alone. They all combine to determine how good we'll feel today, tomorrow, and in five years. While it's never too early or too late to let healthy habits into your life, you have to choose them over and over again every single day. That line alone is what just connects me to her. Because I think about it every morning, I say, I'd love to go downstairs and put that tape in and start, you know, the CD and start doing some exercises. And I have that intention every morning. And by the time I get myself organized, uh, put out the medications for Patrick, get myself done, feed the cats, da da da, I'm gone. I, it's just no longer in my a head. Thought, yeah. And I understand that when she said that, it's a, it's a choice you make every single day because it's so easy to get out of the habit. Right. And, you know, that's, she's said that's how small steps add up. So here's her thoughts. Instead of starting the day bleary-eyed, give your face an ice bath. Fill the sink with water and ice. Dunk your face and then do it twice more. Result, radiant and glowing skin. Bonus, some longevity experts claim an icy dunk helps build the immune system too. 
Number two, instead of carb loading at breakfast, start the day with protein. Recent studies have demonstrated that eating a sizable portion, 25 to 35 grams of protein in the morning makes us feel fuller and decreases snacking for the rest of the day. A benchmark, four ounce chicken breast is 35 grams of protein. Now she's not suggesting we have chicken breasts every morning. Which, so what but, if you did? And some people do. <laughs> yeah. But you know, when you think about 25 to 35 grams of protein, that's uh, the traditional that's a uh, chunk yogurt that people have is yeah. 20 is tw- are they 20 yeah okay. 20 now they have sugar in them and they have other things yeah but even i buy the plain yogurt and put fruit and other stuff in it uh-huh. so i'm not getting the same amount of sugar but i'm getting 20 grams of protein right and it's animal protein which people would say well you know there's plant protein all right i know because no dairy is know. you know we know but, but She's right in the sense that when I eat something that has that much protein, oh, it definitely I, stays. I'm not yeah, there's no doubt about it. That is so true. Yeah, yeah. So I've tried to see <clears throat> that the value of eating the protein, not just in the morning but during the day, is what sustains us. So instead of squinting at the screen at work, try office glasses. A computer screen is typically farther from you than a magazine or a book is when you read it. So your usual reading glasses frequently don't work. Instead, use cheaters with half their magnification. If 2.0 works for you with books, try 1.0 for the screen. I never never knew this. What I find myself doing is I lean in to see what's okay, on the screen. Cheryl because Sandberg. Sandberg. Because what? Okay, Cheryl Sandberg. Yes, thank you, Cheryl. I thought of that when I said it. <laughs> Physically, I lean in. Yeah. Um, but well, then, then I get pain in my back. Because it's not supported. You're you're in a weird position. You know what I just do? What? Don't even look at the computer. Well, I can't do that. <laughs> I'm kidding. I know. I, I know. I'm, no. I know that there are days Ugh, on the God, weekend when I'm not in front of the computer that I do not have the pain in my back. Yeah, it's a, they're so it's just not occupational good. hazards. They are. Mm-hmm. And she said instead of skipping your workout to do work, turn your coffee breaks into fitness breaks. Uh, every few hours. I do exercises such as push-ups, squats, and planks. If your work environment is a little more formal or public, get creative by taking short walks either inside or outside or spend five to ten minutes of every hour standing up while you work. Okay, that's one thing. Then she said instead of denying yourself treats, switch up your snacks. Dark chocolate... Thank you. I promise dark chocolates. Um, That's at least 70% cacao helps lower your blood pressure naturally. See, I always knew that. That's why I eat oh, yeah, uh-huh. 43 we, of them a day. Uh, we know that. Uh-huh. Yeah, milk chocolate doesn't. Yeah. If you love frozen Too yogurt, bad. try stirring a bit of honey and two teaspoons of unsweetened cocoa powder into some Greek yogurt. I never thought about that, but that's a great idea. It's a great snack. Again, 20 grams of protein. Instead of using mouthwash for bad breath, rinse with water and nibble on mint or parsley. Most mouthwashes have too much alcohol, which can dry out your mouth and make it more susceptible to bacteria and bad breath. I didn't know that about I don't know about that. I don't believe that one, but go ahead. Yeah. I know there's alcohol in it, but I don't believe that because I think Listerine has proven the opposite, but okay. Yeah, I agree with that. Because I'm a Listerine freak. Well, that's okay. Um... Instead of crying about an empty nest, turn your, <laughs> Put home, more in. <laughs> turn your home back into a love Say nest. Say, oh, baby, <laughs> here we go. If the kids have moved out, give your house a romantic makeover. Ooh, see? 
Give your house, you know, spruce up your boudoir, upgrade <laughs> the couch, and replace the school photos with images that remind you of your playful side. Mm. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen this, but um, Cheryl, and I'm trying to think of her last name right now, and I'm sorry that I can't think of it. Um, it's ridiculous because she's a photographer and she's done this stuff. Kaiser. Cheryl Kaiser. And she has this thing she's calling the Moxie Sisterhood. <laughs> and one of the things that she does for women is to put them through a series of glamour photos that makes them, they have makeup artists, they, they look fabulous, and they have these somewhat seductive poses to them. That's the kind of stuff she's talking about. Put yeah, those put things yourself. around. Yeah. You know? In other words, just put pictures of yourself around. Do yeah. you think I don't have them all around I, my I'm house? I'm sure you do, but are they <laughs> sexy and seductive? Well, yeah, because I won't put a bad picture of myself. Well, I should have known. <laughs> Excuse me. I agree with that, but you should do that because uh, I have a little picture when I'm 10 years old next to my um, my in my nightstand when I wake up because that's the age they say you start picking up all these, uh, you know, worrying about what people think and all those yeah, things. And at yeah. 10, you have to remember that you had no thoughts like that and then yeah. they change. So you, I have pictures of myself everywhere. <laughs> And I don't mean it the way that no, I just... No, I know. You know I what know. I mean? Why I not? Think it's good. Yeah. Um, this is another one I think is important. Instead of quitting after two weeks, give a new activity 90 days. I agree. That's a good yeah. one. Research it's just like shows. anybody working. You have to give them 90 days before they get That's benefits, true. right? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the research shows that most life changes take at least three months to become a habit. That was true for me. When I started running, I pledged to stick with it for three months. Sure enough, in that time, I saw my health and life markedly improve. So uh, it's it's good stuff. She's got a couple other ones in here. I'll just but I just want to again talk about the book, which is called Love Your Age, and I guess AARP was the company that um produced the book and published it i think so, it's great it's great and her name again is barbara hannah grufferman and look for her as my guest on the podcast power of the purse should be i think i mean it usually we do something that um, promotes it on linkedin twitter and uh, facebook so if you follow me you will see that when those are coming out one just came out yesterday uh, for the friend who I, I love this woman because she is someone who worked in a corporate environment. She came from, I believe she said Scotland when she was very young. She's an only child and moved into New York and started working when she was 10. Um, developed a really great uh, career in, in corporate America. Became a vice president of a manufacturing company and still is. But at the same time, she discovered a passion she had for photography. And now she, what she does is photographs wildlife in Alaska. Mm. And some of her stuff is just magnificent. So I said to her, I just love the combination of her being able to express herself in, um, in photography as well as being a very accomplished woman in a corporate world where women didn't do this kind of, I mean, you're talking serious yeah, math. Yeah. You know, women just didn't do it. So it's a great story. I, I had a good time with her. I really enjoyed it. And that came out Wednesday. And there's another one coming out in two weeks. So I think Barbara's probably the end of May. Okay. So, yeah, that's good stuff. Love it. Let me see the front of that. The front of I don't what? think I got that magazine. Oh, the magazine? I don't think I got mine. Okay. 
Because I think Melissa McCarthy's on the next one because she was just on one of those Probably. shows. And I saw she and her mom, yeah. they did a, a, a piece, but I think she's on the, on the well, cover. Well, this one is February one. and March, so you'll okay, probably so write the, the next, next one's one. out. Yeah. yeah. I thought this was the latest one, but apparently not. I'm a little behind in my That's reading. okay. That's all right. <laughs> all right. So we are going to take a break and have mm -hmm. the wonderful attorney Nisha Aurora or as we will tell her what is their name combo? Sanisha. Sanisha. Sanita and Nisha together. <laughs> anyway we'll be That's right compliments back. Compliments of That's my husband. Right. Compliments okay. of PAD. -P All, All right. right we will be right back you're listening to Laurie and Lynn show. Here's Laurie and Lynn. Good morning. We're back. Hi, Good my morning. name is Lynn Evans. I am the managing director of Women of Substance LLC, which is a uh, financial planning firm specifically designed around the needs of baby boomer women. I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse. It's available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And I'm Laurie Catton, the owner of Laurie Catton Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And we have our guest expert, as we mentioned before, Ms. Nisha Aurora, who is a general counsel for ERA One Source Realty. ERA has seven offices in 10 counties and has oh, about 100 or so agents working strong for this great organization. And Nita, Nisha is here, or as P Patrick calls your mother, Sanita, and you, Nisha, what does he call you? Them? Sanisha. Sanisha. <laughs> That's that. a combination. He calls, he says, is Sanisha going to be on your show today? <laughs> to Lynn, Patrick A. DiNapoli. How about that? That's oh, so yeah. cute. It's That's a combo, a smush of you two together. Smush. <laughs> So, Nish, hi. Hi. How are you today? Good. We we have a big welcome to Lynn, who's our oh, uh, new resident mm -hmm. of our Clark Summit office. Mm -hmm. She has her nice little space there. I do, and it's wonderful. Thank you. Now, you know, Lynn, I do have an office there, too, somewhere oh, over the rainbow. Yeah, a little yeah. desk up there. Oh, uh -huh. I didn't notice Nisha, that. Anisha, Sanita said to me the other day, do you think you could stop in? Like, really? <laughs> could you come and visit us? Like, every now and then just Please, show just up. say hi. <laughs> Now I'll have to come because I'm going to have to check your place. Oh, yeah. yes. Lori's desk has a bedazzled stapler. No. And, and, a, ta ta and a tape dispenser. And it's pink bling. <laughs> and every time I see it, I'm really tempted to steal, steal them. I think you should. Yes. Ah. They laugh. Yeah. But mm -hmm. everyone's and too. And there's a sign on my desk that says, nobody gets to see the wizard, not nobody, not know how. Okay. <laughs> As a quote from the Wizard of Oz. Yes, indeed. And our uh -huh. office is famous for stolen staplers and stolen scissors, uh -huh. and everyone's too afraid to take Lori's well, pink they, stapler. They yeah, because, because it's so obvious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly not theirs. That's smart. Mm -hmm. I know. That's smart. Okay. Yeah. So how's everyone doing? But Fine. I have to say, just going by there all the time and yes. you look in, everything looks so pretty, because I know you've done mm -hmm. a major... You've done major renos and redecorating. It's beautiful in that yeah. age. If anyone's passing by, come in, come say hi. You can say hi to me. You can say hi to Lynn. Mm -hmm. Maybe Lori will be there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. And I discovered, too, that there are a lot of uh, celebrations in that place. Oh, yeah, big time. A lot time. of cakes uh -huh. and things for people's oh, birthdays yeah. and whatever. So, yeah, if you're hungry, you should probably stop in. Uh -huh. Yeah, <laughs> always. And, and uh, always doing something charitable, collecting things yeah. for dogs yes. or children or, yeah. or less fortunate. It's always going on there. I think I'm 
want to do a Griffin Pond drive for the summer and see what they need mm-hmm. and have a drop basket. Uh-huh. Um, but we do a lot in the winter, like Toys for Tots and all that stuff. But we haven't done anything in a while, so. Well, it's time now. Yeah, Guess it's what? Time. The springs are coming. Mm-hmm. You know what's out. always a good one, and I say this because this is very important at this time of year. The food pantries niche are always oh, looking for food now yeah, because, because at after the, the holidays. Right. And all the holidays, they're flush. And then my brother in law, as we talked about before, Ed Anglesme, who's in, who's one of, with one of the ancient, ancient order of Hibernians, did a drive at the parade, which they did really well. They'll take yeah, cash donations that. or, or the the food donations and that would be a really good thing because mm-hmm. as he said when I did one of my television shows with him as well he said nobody really thinks about it but this time of the year things are now depleted from the holiday and they really need a refill so yeah, that well, might I'll be a that. neat thing that's a good idea we do shout out to Sunita who does do a um, produce delivery to the St. Francis Kitchen every week I wonder where the oh, produce I comes from I, I couldn't tell you I don't know either Okay. <laughs> cool. Love yeah. it. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. That's our normal standard. Yeah, every that's week. a good thing. Um, so I thought today I would talk a little bit about um, buyers looking for a bargain because inventory is still so um, low oh. and bargains aren't really out there anymore. So maybe some things to look out for um, if you're looking for a house. Well, if you're thinking of listing your house, call us because we have more buyers than we have houses to sell them. And every wow. week we get emails from all the other companies too saying, does anybody have anything that's coming yeah. up on the market or that's not listed yet? Because um, it really is uh, everyone's dying to find their dream house right now but see that is important to note nisha what you just said the beauty of realist of of working in this business is although you would love to sell your own properties right in within your organization obviously when you do a co-broker co-broke you're you're you do work so closely with all these other agencies Mm -hmm. because you have to they may have the seller they may have the whatever because there are people who work with people who are looking for it and when you have a hundred plus agents, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, it's, you, you know, we're not talking small potatoes here. So in this community, it's big, but that is the beauty of it. Calling you saying, Hey, what do you have? Come, do you have something coming up? I have someone who needs it and they may not have the inventory in the other brokers. Yeah. So and it's important. The reach too. Um, and, and I guess, um, well, that's number one on my list is don't try to go it alone. Yeah, um, so absolutely. If you're thinking of selling or purchasing a home, I really couldn't, not just because this is what I do, but I think it is in your best interest as, um, you know, an individual who might not be totally schooled in all the ins and outs of things to get a realtor. A lot There's of people no say, doubt. I don't need to pay the 6% because I can do this and I can sell it on my own. But do you know, you have to have a seller's disclosure. There are certain things that law requires you to do. And you might not know that, you know, just sitting there Googling things because every state is different. And Pennsylvania is a pretty restrictive state when it comes to um, the disclosures you have to make when you're selling your home. On top of that, it's the company that the realtor works for that you also have backing you, which is so important because it's not just the person, they've got the company behind them. And we've had, oh, this week alone, probably five or six of the realtors have called me for help with advice on how to do their negotiations, Mm -hmm. um, which is, you know, the best part about listing with ERA is that you get a lawyer behind every deal too. Yeah, (laughs) really. 
No, well, two, two, yes, first of all, I'm going to say this. I think it is ridiculous for anybody, and I could say other words, but I won't, to not use a real estate agent in it when you are either selling or buying a property. There's, it is, it's just dumb not to do it. Well, I feel the same way when people, you know, they call Vanguard or Fidelity. Yeah. And they can do it themselves. Mm -hmm. Well, they can. They yeah, can, they can, but it's but not, not the gonna, same. No, no, they're not going to get the advice and they'll, they'll end up in a situation where they, if they had the right advice yeah this wouldn't be an issue and the other thing is people don't realize when you're a buyer nisha let's mm -hmm. talk about that a little when you're a buyer you're not paying anybody nope the seller mm -hmm. always pays the closing costs and pays the commission to the real estate agent well the, not not always well yeah, in general yeah in general but there, um, you can always be it can be different because there's many people who in truth if you say look at i want to buy something and they're not working with an agent it doesn't mean that you as the buyer can't work with an agent and you pay the fee so that right. it does work that way too yeah. but i mean in general if you're buying a house a conventional a normal, conventional normal yeah, situation sale, you're not paying you're yep. not paying. But I can't tell you how many people who I've talked to who said, I didn't know I could have hired my own agent. Yeah, yes, and you can. I think, <laughs> I think that as a buyer, you should lock your agent down as your buyer's agent also. Yeah. Um, because you really want someone who's working in your best interest. And it's two pieces of paper that you sign that says, this is it. You work for me now. And you've established, a, you know, a business relationship with that realtor then, um, which holds them to a higher standard. Right. And so... Yes, it might be that you agree to pay a commission, but what do you get? What do you get for free in this world? Right? Nothing. And do you get anyone? As they say there are no free lunches, That's right? It. Right. That's right. So, wouldn't you better to like give someone their fair wages? I mean, a commission-based career is still a career. This is how people make money, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, you're not going to go get your hair done and not tip the girl who did your hair hopefully not hopefully not right <laughs> i know people yeah. who told me people have that blows my mind too but you know that's not the kind of world that i like to think that we live in no and uh, I, I would hope that people would the only way that you would pay a commission to your buyer's agent is if you are looking at some sometimes um when agents show and i tell our agents to do this too if they're showing condemned properties low you know really low price properties bank owned properties where the commission is a flat thousand dollars or fifteen hundred dollars that split between Two a co-broke and then each co-broke's agency doesn't cover the cost mm -hmm. of the gas and their time to go show you 10 or 15 of those properties um so those deals i think it really is in your best interest as a consumer to get them to work as a buyer's agent for you because they're going to do it happily then because they're going to make you know they know they're making a baseline right. amount of money right you pay the difference to the agent um you say like it's a 25 dollars buyer agency commission you'd pay the difference between uh, what they were getting from the seller side and then uh, the 2500 so you might not pay the whole 2500 it might be 1500 or something like that but and do we know why there is no set rate as per what y you can charge in Pennsylvania and that the, the going is six for convent or for regular residential do we know why they don't do a set of like why is that so taboo do you know that answer um you know a lot of areas actually charge seven now um in the state mm -hmm. for residential yeah okay um to include the uh costs associated with putting the listing on the MLS you know, MLS okay. dues are really expensive. I'm, 
Um, there's advertising costs. Like, I love this grant in times, but, oh, Jesus. Well, yeah, no, I mean, it's costly. It is. There's, that's, <laughs> the, you, Hi, Nancy. You no, know, you, you do. There's, it, there's a lot of expense. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a lot of carrying costs associated with it. A lot of um, companies uh, in on the West Coast charge 7% because that includes staging and their broker open houses that they throw where they have fancy broken, broker open houses with, um, you know, like wine and champagne, yeah, caviar, the yeah. And, mm-hmm. but we're talking about, you know, $10 million houses out there. Right. Mm-hmm. We do broker open houses too. We have wine and sandwiches, no caviar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, free food. Uh-huh. True. Uh, um, all right. Where was I? I lost my train of thought here. You can always lose it with us. I'll find it, you know, many Uh different roads. So uh, (laughs) buyers are facing a challenging time because they're still looking for a deal. And sellers now, because they know inventory is so low, are holding their own and waiting for their asking price, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's one of the biggest reasons to get a realtor. Another uh, misconception that people have when they're looking for deals is they assume that they could get a deal on a short sale. Um, and there are still short sales happening in this area, not as many as there were maybe three or four years ago um, because of the wonderful Judge Nealon who did do the mediation program. So that saved a lot of people from foreclosures. And another thing to watch out for is um, to not buy. Sometimes you can get a better deal if you buy the house without doing an inspection. <sighs> Oh my gosh! I would never do that. <laughs> never, never. Well, you don't have to. I know. It's not required. But, oh. but I would never either. And people who do always could kick themselves. Yeah. Yep. And even when you do an inspection, sometimes you kick yourself. Yeah, you because now know. you know. Maybe you wouldn't have. So it's, right. But yeah, it's well worth safe than sorry. That's what yeah. I, I think I think it's well worth the investment um, for the inspector. Absolutely. So those are some tips for buyers. Yay. My number one would be to call a realtor and yes. call ERA. Yeah, Yeah, call call ERA. And Nisha, speaking of that perfect segue, how does one get an an agent at ERA? So you can visit our website, which um, won the best website for 2017, Um, You can call the Clark Summit office, 570-587-9999, and ask the receptionist there to direct you to a realtor who can help you in your neighborhood. There we go. Well, thank you, Nisha, once thank again. Thank you. Lynn, we will see you. Everybody, thank you for listening and have a wonderful weekend. Be safe and please be nice.